I work on the problem of email deliverability, which means um, understanding uh, what right now appears to be an effective way to you know, engage with our email service provider partners, our ESPs, um, as well as with the ISPs. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the marketing podcast where we bring you the best marketing conference speeches done in a short and brief five-minute format. My name is Peter and I'll be your host in this episode in the same way as I was in the previous 14 episodes. This is episode number 15 and we will talk about email marketing. Before we go to our today's guest, you are of course very welcome if you like this this episode and if you liked our previous episode to just go and subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcasts go to our website timeformarketing.com you can subscribe to our email list there and we'll tell you for every new episode that we bring out that it's out we'll just send you an email and of course if you think that we deserve that other people should listen to us then go to itunes give us a five star rating or just you know tell your friends your marketing friends your uh, marketing clients or your marketing agencies about this podcast and they will listen in to it too so episode number 15 with me today is scott show hello scott and how are you doing hi peter i'm very well thanks nice to hear from you from the other side of the big blue sea um you are in the u.s how is life in u.s it's very good uh it's about to get a little cold though you are actually happy we never get uh this year obviously we're not gonna get snow i just decided that uh today (laughs) this year's winter in slovenia is going to be really really bad Mm. and because we never got any snow we just get a lot of ice and black ice and all of that so not fun scott i've messaged you because you had a very interesting uh, presentation at the MailCon conference. I must say this was the first time I've heard about this conference. Can you tell us a bit more of how how was being at the conference? How were the topics there? Is there something interesting to see and to hear there? Oh, sure. Um, So MailCon is, I think it's a relatively new conference, maybe four years old and a bit on the small side about... uh, I'd say about 600 attendees this past year. And um, usually it's a number of email marketers, agencies, you know, folks who provide services to them, and of course, advertisers, um, just getting together to talk about what they're doing, uh, share some of their insights and usual conference type knowledge sharing. But it is very focused on the topic of email, which, you know, for many marketers is a, a really inexpensive way to work with a large amount of audience. And, um, it's not always done well, but uh, you know it can be very effective and very uh, very good on the on the ROI front. You're the VP of strategy at the All Inbox Agency. Um, what do you do there? What does it mean, VP of strategy? What is your work? What are the things you have to do, and what are the things you like to do in your office? <laughs> well, um, I like to do all of it. So that uh, that workaholic front may not be great for me, but. Um, <laughs> um, the, the company is um, 
focused on trying to make email marketing effective, uh, but we are you know, connected to, we merged with a company called What If Media Group, which does a number of other ways of marketing to users, such as you know, websites, SMS, et cetera. And what I work on is the, a combination of the data science and analytics that uh, allows us to better target users and decide uh, you know, which is the most effective way for this user to be engaged with this advertiser. And on the other front, I work on the problem of email deliverability, which means um, understanding uh, what right now appears to be an effective way to you know, engage with our email service provider partners, our ESPs, um, as well as with the ISPs, the uh, Googles, Yahoos, and et cetera of the world. So it's a wide-ranging job, I would say, and that strategy piece is about finding the right balance between areas to focus and ways to diversify our overall risk so that uh, the marketing is able to continue for our for our clients. And this is also what you had in your presentation at the MailCon conference, the question of how to achieve a good deliverability rate. And this is something that we'll hear about in your five minutes. So briefly, this is for the people who are not really uh, home at email. This is how you make sure that your email that you're sending doesn't go into the spam folder or into the promotions folder. Folder. Am I am I right? Well, I mean, depending on what we're doing, the promotions folder is sometimes just fine. But yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so, without further ado, Scott, here are your five minutes. All right. Uh, thank you, sir. I think, you, as you might have touched on in some of your previous uh, podcasts, the state of email is that uh, a lot of companies, right, will start working with a company like a Mailchimp or Adobe or you know, large service provider, um, who, to handle the complexities of that email setup and sending portion, right? And they're really great, um, especially if you don't have a large technical division focused on the marketing piece. But oftentimes I I find a lot of partners uh, end up working with agencies like us because of the fact that there is just a lot of complexity that is hidden by those types of services. And um, so that's really the theme of my um, topic, which was email deliverability uh, has a lot to gain by looking at uh, dedicated IP style sending, meaning that where you own your own uh, servers, which handle the sending, right, the communication with the internet uh, that on the other side goes directly to uh, the ISP's uh, servers. So now the gist was that there is a standard language, uh, kind of like um, for the for the web part of the internet, HTTP is the defining language of how those websites are described and assembled. There is a language called SMTP, and SMTP really is all about how you, I suppose this is kind of like manners and etiquette, the right way to go to a email server and say hello and uh, ask for the right to connect your email to uh, your user's inbox, right? And it's a little bit formal, I suppose, but um, by looking at which point right, in that communication with the receiving server, which point does the rejection or the delay or other uh, message come back from the ISP, you can actually learn some things. right? And so just at a high level, everything starts with um, a connection request, meaning uh, my server touches the other server and says, hey, are you willing to talk to me? Right? Um, and at that point, you know, a lot of the types of controls and throttling that we'll see from the ISP side, it's not necessarily about your your service or your company being 
a bad actor, but sometimes it's just about their capacity on their email server side, right? So for example, Yahoo recently under AOL, uh, or under Verizon, excuse me, has um, merged their uh, infrastructure with AOL. And during that merger, there was, uh, you know, some headaches, right, on the infrastructure side. There were some delays and some services being knocked out here and there. And those server capacity issues are a real legitimate business issue. And so if they've got previous experience with your mail server and your IP and know that you are a good actor, uh, they would, for example, allow your emails through because they do a lot of business with Bank of America and their email agency. Whereas, for example, if you are a mom and pop's uh, coffee shop and you have your list of a thousand really, really uh, caffeinated customers and they want to talk, um, Yahoo may very well say that, well, you know, you're not on the whitelist or maybe you're graylisted because you did something wonky in the past. And for those reasons, we're not going to let your connection through, right? And so that first initial connection request is that first opportunity for them to throttle their traffic, right? There was a, just to keep talking about Yahoo, uh, there was an interesting interview with their CTO a little while ago where they were saying um, they cover on the order of five or six billion these types of requests every single day uh, that get turned down just because you know, they don't want to spend more of their capacity or infrastructure handling those messages, right? So if you don't want to be part of that, um, it helps to take a look at that. Um, and then, you know, the next thing that happens is you announce which from address uh, you're coming from, then you announce which to address you're going to. And in each case, um, the ISP has an opportunity to say, well, uh, we know about this sender and uh, this sender overall is good. But when it gets to the to address, it might say, well, the sender might be good overall, but this particular inbox has said that they don't really want mail from the sender. And so we're going to turn down this request at this point, right? And that way, before they have to load the entire email body, uh, they can make decisions about what to turn on and what to turn off. So by looking at the email deliverability world this way, you're able to you know, make some conclusions about what, where that reputation might be sitting, right? And if you kind of ignore these uh, lower reputation, lower level reputation clues, then it's going to roll up and roll up and you know, cause more and more problems for you. So your from address might initially have the reputation hit, but that might migrate up to your uh, sending email servers, uh, domain and IP address, and ultimately maybe even taint the entire IP block because you weren't necessarily being a good steward of deliverability, right? And so that's the gist of uh, my presentation. All right. One of the questions that came up to me is when, what is criteria? When should I start thinking about moving from pro email marketing provider that does everything for me and then move to a self-hosted or self-cared for or however we call that an option where I should be very interested in right. all of the things that you spoke about? Um, I think it's really a matter of how important email uh, communications and the consistency and predictability of that communication is to your business. Um, the ESP service providers do a really good job, you know, um, and uh, of course, as with most things in life, the more you pay, right, some of those more boutique, high-end uh, service providers definitely do have better service. But, you know, if you want full control over these things and be able to exercise, for example, some of the types of due diligence that I described in my presentation, I think what you're really looking for is that it's big enough of a revenue impact to your business and that you do have the internal expertise and knowledge to manage these kinds of infrastructure. You know, it does take some specialized knowledge to manage an email server properly. And then in addition, I highly encourage folks to consider uh, whether they have the analytics uh, capabilities and technology internally to handle these things. Right. Um, SMTP logs, just like a lot of uh, server logs, are very noisy, but you need a way to 
uh, sort through that very large amount of information and put that next to your metrics, your campaign metrics, right? And consider the two things together. The first instance of a bad response from an ISP may not necessarily be the uh, downfall of your entire deliverability or campaign, but it's certainly a clue. And the better you're able to catch those types of things and start considering those trends and those patterns, right, as those those uh, pushback signs from the ISP side starts to gather up, the better you'll be able to manage your internal deliverability. So yeah, it, it does take a few things and it's not the mm. cheapest option yeah. uh, um, on the market. Getting very good deliverability and getting good results is not usually cheap. Um, sometimes when I try to help people to see how their email marketing is doing, I try to send them to the Google's Postmaster tool where people can get the basic ideas about what Google thinks about their emails. Is this something that you would yeah. agree that would be, um, maybe I, let's call it the first step into thinking, seeing what is going on with your emails? Or if not, is there a different way of how pe what people can to see what's going on with their emails? I think that's an excellent first step. The Google Postmaster tools are one of the uh, only places where Google exposes that kind of feedback. So it is a very important uh, asset for anybody who's really serious about Gmail deliverability. And you know, with our um, B2C uh, customers, we often see that Gmail is somewhere in the 60-70% of their audience makeup, right? So it's a very important audience. Um, so I absolutely agree with that advice. I think after that, the only thing I would say is that you have to make sure you are sending enough emails for Gmail to give you feedback. So for example, if you're sending 50 emails a day, it will take Postmaster tools a very long time to give feedback, and they may not actually give feedback at very small levels like that. You know, they are finicky and they have um, you know, their own internal capacity issues and so on. So sometimes the feedback can be slower. So it, it's not a magic bullet, but uh, you're absolutely right. It is uh, a great first step and it does uh, provide some useful information. All right. So um, let's wrap it here. We have 15 minutes and we have the next step that is Google's Postmaster Tools as the thing that can be a takeaway from this podcast. Scott, if people would like to get in contact with you and if people would like to see you on your on the next conference, where can they find you? Do you have any conference plans for the future? Sure. Um, I usually do speak at the MailCon conference and I think the next one is... Uh... Oh, I'm going to mess it up, but I will say it's later this year. Um, and uh, it should be on the East Coast this time, usually in New York. The other place where I've been active is um, the Internet Business Coalition. Um, it is a, a lobbying group where we're trying to get together some folks who are uh, interested as advertisers or as agencies like ourselves to advocate for more transparency in the um, feedback loop right, uh, from the uh, ISPs. And that's going to be a website that's uh, standing up on the ibccoalition.com site. Um, and so that will likely generate some events and that would be another way to interact with me. All right. Uh, I'll add the link to the website, to the uh, coalition, to the show notes. And we will also add your presentation to the show notes so that everyone who is more interested in all of the details can go and check it out on the podcast website timeformarketing.com Scott, I think this is the time where I tell you thank you very much for being a guest and have a good day Thank you very much, Peter. Take care Bye-bye